We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You're listening to the True Faith Podcast with me, Adam Widrington, is your host. I'm joined today by Mickey Chubbs and Paul Lyon. We're going to be discussing today um, a, a lot of the, the fan activism that's um, cropped up over the last week. Um, if Rafa goes, we go um, is the hashtag and the Twitter account that has garnered a lot of attention and support from uh, some, some celebrities as well. Um, they've set up a, a GoFundMe account that was recently just deactivated as well. I think there seems to be a lot of support in in theory about about doing something to finally get rid of Mike Ashley from the club. But as it stands, um, I think there's a lot to discuss from turning um, a few angry tweets and a few well-intentioned plans into something that manifests into something tangible that we can actually get involved with and engage with in real life as well. But today we're going to be talking about all of that. What does that hashtag mean to you? Uh, how has the club got to this point? And what do you see happening over the next few weeks in the transfer window? And what happens over the course of the season? We'll be discussing all of that. Uh, this show is sponsored by um, our, our patron fans who make all of this possible with better recording gear. They, for £5 a month, they get entitled to up to two to four extra shows a week, full to the brim of Newcastle United content. You won't get any of that in-depth analysis on any of the national pods. This is your only place to come for um, 100% Newcastle content, um, unedited, uncensored, we'll say exactly how we feel, you might disagree, you might agree with us, but what we want to do is spark debate, get everyone involved, so if you want to join Patreon and get access to all this amazing content that we've got, we've got loads of regular shows, head over to TF Weekly Pod on Twitter and the link to Patreon is in there, get involved, it's basically the pint, pint, price of a pint every month, I'm sure everyone can stretch to that. And if you do that... Where are you getting your pints from? Five quid. <laughs> hey, times are changing, Mickey. Times are changing. So the price of a pint in a, in a, in a, in a, in a premium establishment, uh, price of a half pint if you're a, if you're a TF exile as well. And um, I can't say any more than that. Get involved. Um, you'll not regret it. And we'll save you a few calories as well for that pint that you didn't have last month. So shall we... Without further ado, let's, uh, let, let, let's, let's crack on. So... 
if your head's been um, in the sand over the last sort of week and you don't know what's been happening on, on, on Twitter, basically, in the wake of Rafa's comments about there being no transfer budget, no surprise there, and he, him having to wheel and deal, in his own words, sell to buy um, has been a phrase as well. This just maybe has been the, 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 you know, the straw that brought the camels back for many people a movement called If Rafa Goes, We Go has surfaced. It's garnered about 12,000 followers in the last week. It's got celebrity endorsement from the likes of Anton Deck, from Warren Barton, uh, from Chi Unwura, the MP as well. So it, it's it's got a lot of credible um, backing, um, but w- quite what the plans look like, we'll have a look into that. But ultimately, you know, how how... How do you think we've come to this? How have we come to this? Mickey, I'm going to come to you first. Is this a surprise to you? Why now? Why are people suddenly saying, right, that is enough? Um, I think you, you've, you've nailed it there, saying that it's a straw that brought the cameras back, the, the comments from Rafa. I, I remember reading that interview when I was at work and just being disgusted. However, not surprised. Um, and that's, that's a key point, I think. You know, we've... Anyone with any sense that's been looking at Newcastle over the past ten years could have seen this coming a mile off, and you know, it's, I think it's just the the absolute clarity with uh, with which Rafa spoke about there being no money has has really triggered everyone at the same time, um, and that's that's something that probably hasn't quite happened previously with everyone being angry all at once. Um, so that that's what I think has 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 led to this massive social media push. Just to to get in straight away though. We need to be clear that that's that's all it is at the minute. It's a, a social media campaign, and it's it's amongst a very specific group of of Newcastle fans, which isn't representative of the the fan base as a whole. Um, so my my first point on it is that it needs to be far more than just this before we we start to see any progress whatsoever. Um, take my dad for example. You know, you said if you've had your head in the sand for the past past couple of weeks, you wouldn't have seen any of this. My dad wouldn't have seen any of this because he doesn't he doesn't use social media. He's had a season ticket for. 35 years or something like that or well as long as you could have a season ticket before that you just went so it's not necessarily a head in the sand job for people that, that haven't heard it like there'll be thousands of season ticket holders out there that haven't got a clue this is going on until they read it on the back page of the Chronicle so no fair comments Mickey fair comments and obviously like you say it's it's a select number of people who actively use Twitter and Facebook um, that that are engaging that probably a younger uh, set of yeah. It's a younger fan base as well. Um, Chubbs, what's your take on it, and and how do you feel about the movement? What do you, you know, what, what are your initial thoughts of this kind of sprouting up overnight? Um, if Rafa goes, we go. I've sort of already gone, to be quite honest. Probably noticed I haven't done a podcast for a while. Um, I hate to use the term bored, but I'm just pretty bored of following any UFC at the minute, and I don't want my jolliness to be questioned or my loyalty to the club or my love of football, the question, I think, really, I'm a, I'm a football fan first, Newcastle United fan second. Like, I will sit and watch any game of football, Serie A, World Cup, whatever it might be. Um, and the fairy tale of following Newcastle is sort of gone a long time ago now. Like, when Mickey said, he read it and he was he was uh, foaming but not surprised. Like, I wasn't even slightly surprised. Like, <laughs> it was just like, we're just back to square one. I don't know how long ago the um, talking at the Irish Centre was, what day that was. Probably Yeah. February the 1st, I mean, we talk, I, I was basically placed in then because I was one of the few fans who was notion for a protest then. Um, 
obviously, I think for a long, the, the old slogan was that we wanted it, all we demand is a team that tries or something like that. Well, we certainly got it. Like, we've got a lot of players who are committed to be at the club, but I think a lot of them, without being disrespectful, are quite lucky to be at the club. Do you know what I mean? That's why they're trying. Like, we've bought players who are playing probably above their own level or players that are lucky to be playing at a club of such stature and um, such a mad following. A lot of them, almost journeymen we've got, that Rafa's sort of pulled around and gone, actually, you're an all right footballer, we'll, we'll get you going in the Premier League. And that's where we're at. Um, back in February... I was calling for protest. Basically, obviously, we wanted this team that tried. We got it. And now we've got fans who were kind of so behind Rafa. And Rafa, obviously, when he spoke, like, closely with the True Faith lads, he said that um, a protest away from match day would be detrimental because the, basically the players need the support to stay up and that we are a 12th man and all the rest of it. I couldn't really see any other route. Um, I just basically... I'm really happy that this is happening. This, if Rafa goes, we go. But why should we get to the point that Rafa has to go for us to go? Like, why can't we support Rafa from an, an indirect perspective, you know, and keep him at the club? Because effectively, if he goes, and then Mike actually doesn't sell the club, then we're in an even worse position than, you know, we're just left protesting without a world-class manager, probably looking at a journeyman manager coming in for three quarters of the season or whatever it might be. Um, and finally, Mal- I think the idea though is that the protest that they're is, is the threat of people leaving on, yeah. on that basis. So I get your point, but sure. that's yeah. Paul, I'll, I'll come to you now, mate. Um, this is kind of, you know, as, as much as I'm, I think most of us can get behind the notion of we want Mike Ashley out, there'll probably be very few Mike Ashley supporters in the Newcastle fan base. Yeah, low percentages says there's probably a couple that really like him, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. the 1%. Um, how. How have you seen this sort of manifesting over the last few days in terms of it sort of dividing uh, the fan base uh, from from your perspective? Yeah, um, well, Jobs, you mentioned it. It was just like, oh, uh, me, me has been questioned because I'm not going to the match and that, and I'm willing to give that right up. Um, when I first seen it sort of come about on on Twitter and stuff like that, I thought, well, yeah, it is it is on the back of Rafa's comments, um, and it is. I think there is. There does need to be some sort of positive action to to rid the club of Mike Ashley. Um, I think what everyone's looking at at the well, from just from gone and from what's been said on Twitter, it just seems to be like right. We need to spend some money right now, and it's like well, yeah, but once what what happens next summer? Are we going to do this again? It's like that would be really really tiresome. I mean, it's like it's getting it's bad enough as it is it's like it's almost becoming a chore again um to go and support the club because everybody's already thinking well rafa's already got his bags packed he's like he's preparing to leave in a way um you see him on the on the touchlines in his tracksuit he's literally being a coach he's no longer like he's like well i've got no influence on this on this club as a whole so why why am i even wearing my suit it's like i'm uh, i'm just literally getting the best out of this this ragtag bunch of lads and i'm doing and, and as long as i'm i'm here and, and the fans want us yeah then i'll do that but yeah once that contract's up it's like where can i go and and actually influence a, a full uh full football club um and that's where it, everything needs to be focused at actually ridden the club of ashley rather than just another summer where we need to get some money spent uh, Absolutely. I mean, it sort of comes on to, you know, the, the, the next point in terms of how, you know, why now, basically? What, you know, this has been going on for a decade. Why now? I mean, from my own personal perspective, I think we've all been in a bit of a World Cup coma uh, following, I think, if England had got knocked out earlier, I think the rage would have probably started a couple of weeks earlier. Um, there's the panic now of 
three weeks left of the window. Um, it's a much shorter window this summer, obviously. Um, the, the window will shut before the first uh, kickoff of the Premier League season. And I think it's slowly there's the slow realisation that this is Rafa Benitez's last summer of his contract. We know that he loves the club. He's, he's made... He's made overtures to say that he, if the conditions are right, he will be here for five to ten years. Maybe he wants to see this through as a long-term project. However, I think this this realization that it, it it critically comes down to this transfer window as to whether Rafa himself will sign this contract. There's an impasse between the owner Mike Ashley, who will not release funds until Rafa signs a contract, and Rafa himself. Why would he trust a man who's let him down so many times before? Why would he sign a long-term contract? without actually seeing the money. There's a very easy solution to this. If Mike Ashley's genuine about giving him the money that he needs to back the club, and he's not, like we said before, he's not asking him to, to compete with Man City. He's asking to compete with Huddersfield and Fulham and Cardiff, do you know what I mean? And, um, and Bournemouth, who are looking at two players over the, you know, for a combined 54 million and stuff. You know, he, he, he doesn't need a daft amount of money. So if Mike Ashley's serious about this, which I don't believe he is, he would just put in his contract. There you go. That's how much I'm going to give you for this summer. Um, there you go. Sign the contract. So I think. It, so I think the case of um, it, it's it's now worry. And you say about you know well, what about what happens next summer? We have to just look at it in terms of short t- termism now because we know that if the conditions are right at the end of this summer, Rafa will sign along the dotted line, and I think that's kind of top of the priority as I see it. Um, in terms of what people want, they they just want Rafa to stay. The rest of the stuff, the the, the other politics that are go- in, inevitably going to ensue later on down the line, well, we can deal with that while he's under contract. But the, the fear is now that he's willing to just do his best for this summer and walk away. I mean, would would you would you agree with that? I understand. I understand the principle, but I think that's a big part of the problem is having that attitude. The you know. Rafa Benitez could stay this summer. He could stay another couple of years. But if he stays under the conditions that we have at the moment, what's the, what's the point ultimately? There's, the the, the long term issue is getting Mike Ashley out of the club. And regardless of what we what we achieve this year, even if we've got Rafa two hundred million quid, which is never going to happen, next summer we'll be back to square one again. The same thing, the same problems will continue to occur time after time until Mike Ashley leaves. So for me, looking at it from the perspective of getting Rafa to stay this summer is completely wrong, and, and is is a big part of the issue that Newcastle fans have. It, you know, it, short term. It, it and pains me, me to say it, but Rafa Benitez is almost irrelevant to the future in Newcastle yeah. at the minute. Like it's it's bigger than that. It's not just the team on the pitch; it's the entire product. Do you know what I mean? It's like I've, I've, I was seen on Twitter like just obviously trolling trolling to bits. Um, but I haven't bought a shirt since it went to Puma. Do you know what I mean? You should just buy a shirt out of pure loyalty to the club because you thought, oh well, the money's going back in. You're better off now buying an England shirt because you know at least the money's going to the FA, which is going into the grassroots game. Do you know what I mean? And like it's stuff like the Wonga sponsorship was just crazy. Now I'm not too into buying a shirt with Chinese writing all over the front of it. Um, the whole product is an absolute bit. I mean, I was, I was speaking to um, Spurs and uh, Aguna, Aguna fans the other day, and they were sort of saying, "Oh, that's why you're stupid, you lot, because Spurs are getting something like 300 million over three seasons to rename the stadium." So like, that's why you Newcastle fans are stupid. To us, it's always going to be White Hart Lane. To use it should have always been St James's Park. You should have just took Sports Direct Arena, and I was like, actually, that's where he's stupid because he already owns the club, so we weren't getting any, any extra revenue for letting him name it the Sports Direct Arena, and he's got advertising all over the stadium, which I can't stand to look at. His brand's so ugly, 
It's all over the stadium and we're getting, again, no extra revenue for that. We're actually losing out on money that we could be spending on players by him advertising for free premium advertising space for Premier League club. Like, it's absolutely crazy. And, like, obviously the manager at the minute and the team staying in the Premier League is the most important thing to the fans, but it's from the ground up. I mean, I've got a friend who's just taking a job at Sunderland um, and he was looking to get a, a job at Newcastle United. And he said, dealing with the club for the same job at Sunderland was just painstaking. He said it took weeks and weeks and weeks to get anything out of them. The whole club's run on a shoestring, mm. back room, in the offices, everything. The way he's running the club is the way he runs Sports Direct. And it's been the same narrative now for how long has been there? 10 years? Yeah, 10, abs- 11 years, yeah. I heard Lee Charlie practice. was on a zero hours contract. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Paul, I'm going to ask you an ultimate. I've got, I've got an ultimatum for you. Right. Would you sooner see Ashley go, but then Rafa isn't at the club, or would you want to see Rafa stay, but Mike Ashley still be there? Oh, Chris. Um, well, you've got to look at the long term. You've got to. You've got to. You, you can't just keep repeating this. This absolute headache of a like of a, an existence. It's um, it's not even an existence. We're not even. We're not. We're not play, paying the going rate for anything. And yeah, I mean, ultimately, because like yeah. Rafa, whether he stays for five, ten years, I've I've got two sons. I take my nephew, and like, what are they? What are they going to be supporting? What are what are they going to look at Newcastle United as a as a as, a, as their football club, or is it just like oh that that team down the road? I, it's just like you you need them fully bought in, and and as long as Ashley's there, it's like you're not going to get that because well the 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 guys that they're looking up to, i.e. myself, isn't going to give like. The same heart that I did back back when I first started going and things like that. So yeah, we, we, ultimately we need to get Ashley out. I mean, I, I can I can completely see both sides. I mean, at the minute I see Rafa as the glue that keeps everything together. That is why I don't think without the backing that the fans gave gave Rafa Benitez since he's arrived, I don't think we finished tenth last season. I don't think that happens at all. I think we flirt with relegation. I think those, you know, look at those two home games against uh, Southampton and Huddersfield. They were, for me, a huge turning point. And we we kind of, you know, in that Man United game, we finally became, do you remember, you know, Fortress and James's? Like, we were unbeatable at home back, back in the late 90s. And we were incredibly difficult to... Um, we were incredibly difficult to beat, so we need to, you know, we need to get that back, and he's a big part of that. But yeah, I think it's difficult. It's a, it's a terrible situation to be in. Um, we, 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 we want both, don't we? Yeah, basically. Yeah. We want the cake, and we want. Yeah. The cake. I think we've suffered yeah. enough. For me, the matchday support doesn't have to be part of the protest. So we can have both. We can get behind Rafa and the lads at the game, home and away, in the same way as we have for the last couple of years. It's for, for me the. The effective ways of targeting Ashley are, are away from St James Park. Um, no, I absolutely agree with you there, and I think um, I think we'll we'll, we'll get onto that uh, later on in the podcast. But yeah, I think I think what we need to do is respect um, the different sides of Newcastle fan base. I think that all the infighting is only going to be detrimental. Like we need to take everybody's perspective and respect it and digest it and. You know, it, it's important that you know we shouldn't be aiming vitriol and hatred at each other just because we have a we all love Newcastle. That's sort of undisputed. We need we, we shouldn't be targeting hatred at journalists or the, you know the, the Sky Sports reporters. Like it's it, it, this isn't down to them. Any decisions that happen at Sky Sports are way way above their pay grade. Like they're just 
They're just guys with jobs, just trying to get along, you know. Absolutely. Um, Mark Douglas getting a load of flack as well. Pete Graves, Keith Downey. Like, it's, this isn't on them. This I disagree. exactly what Mike Ashley wants. Um, go I on disagree. then, go for it. I disagree. The local journalists are, are different, and Mark Douglas especially is a, is a really nice guy and um, does, does a job to the best of his ability. The Sky Lads are part of the parcel mouthpiece wankers that Sky produce as a whole. Um, and, and to listen to Pete Graves and Keith Downey and, and, and take their word as gospel is idiocy, frankly, and they're part of the problem and they're a disgrace. But do you not think that they're, they're just getting on with their job? Any ma- you know, so a lot of people, you know, aim and vitriol of that sort of that puff piece that uh, David Craig did. It was an absolute Sky. pile of shit, yeah, man. What did it have to do with them? Did they make the decision on that? Probably didn't make the decision, but they, they, they asked the questions, didn't they? Sorry? They asked the questions. No, they weren't interviewing him. It was a David Craig interview. That was set up. Yes, it was through Sky, but I don't think it had anything I think what to Adam do with Adam's saying is, is their narrative dictated by the bosses at Sky and they're just mouthpieces for what's Possibly. being fed down. Yeah, I guess you, you, they probably shouldn't be crucified for, for just doing their job, but I'd like to do it anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, wouldn't, I wouldn't carry on like that if I was them. I wouldn't. Yeah, but, but it's a livelihood in a way, and they're just earning, you know, they're just earning a wage, yeah. like, yeah. you know. So ultimately, right, so hashtag if Rafa goes, we go. Chubbs, what does that mean to you? I'm happy to pie it, like totally, like ready to pie it. But um, in terms of like, but what difference would that make from your current situation? Yeah. What, would, what, what does that mean to you in terms of what you might change in yourself? What am I changing the club? Yeah. in how to support the club? Well, obviously I wouldn't. Um, I'm, not buying mat- I'm not buying shirts anyway. Um, I certainly wouldn't buy any merchandise. And I wouldn't be attending matches, even though I'm not able to attend as many matches as I would like anyway. Um, I would attend zero. Um, and happily partake in that process and I don't want to be the pitchfork brigade on, and I obviously don't want to turn um, Newcastle United and fans into a laughing stock which will happen at times um, particularly on Sky Sports News getting interviewed outside the ground they seem to be able to find the biggest idiot uh, for the judge that they can <laughs> but um, I that rod for Keith Downey's back there yeah. <laughs> I really really would enjoy some process at Sports Direct I don't know why people are um, trying to make all that has to be peaceful. Um, I really, I'm not, I'm not happy with like the fact that he's got a piece of uh, Northumberland Street, and apparently he's buying an, the even bigger store across. Was it the Klaus Olsen that's gone? Apparently he's getting that as well. So and then so he's getting an even bigger store on Northumberland on Northumberland Street, which is crazy. Massive stores at Metro Centre. It's an absolute pile of shite, and it's essentially what is Newcastle United is just fueling his company. That's all it's doing. Free advertising constantly within the club. And whatever sort of protest we can do against his sales at Sports Direct should do it. If you're actually a Newcastle United fan, there's no way you should shop there. How many other like discountfootballkits.com, not plugging for them. Just anyone who's got a, a local football club buys anything from there. Last minute match day shin pads, whatever. Just go online. Amazon has got it all. Like, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, there's so many other options. Yet we seem to just be drawn to going to Sports Direct. I don't understand how he's opening our area. I literally, I cannot physically get my head around it. We can't drop there. I can't. I can't disagree with you, Chubbs. Paul, I'm going to come to you. Um, if Rafa goes, we go. Do you buy into that statement? What does that statement mean to you? How might that affect you going forward as a Newcastle United fan? Um, well, in my personal situation. I actually take my nephew, who's 11 year old, um, and for me, it's not just about me boycotting the ground and making a stand. It's like I'm actually denying a. Uh, <laughs> A grown kid, his like his birthright in a way, um, 
11 year old I took everything in at the match and it was like it was such a buzz and that um, and I, I didn't I couldn't I don't think I could have named who owned the club and who was making the decisions and things like that because it wasn't important obviously having said that when I was 10 11 we had like Kevin Keegan as manager everything was rosy um, so yeah it would be very difficult for me not to go to the to the game um, I mean it's it's a drug to everyone that that goes and and pays away and and my Saturdays without the match is just like it's not I don't even want to think about it to be honest because it'll be it'll be Metro Centre this like yeah that and all like and it'll just be like well I've been constant escapism yeah, yeah, yeah I don't know I'll probably spend all my day on my phone because I'll be refreshing to see what the what the lads are doing um but so yeah for me personally I'm still going to be I'll still be in the in the ground. That's- very valid answer. Mickey, I'm going to come to you. What does it mean to you, that hashtag? At the moment, very little. Um, it, it depends on how they're going to approach the, the particular protest that their, their Twitter handle suggests, the, the, the want. Um, if, if they were to set up a database of season ticket holders who agree uniformly that they won't, uh, won't renew and provide their names and season uh, season ticket numbers or support numbers or whatever it's called, then it becomes a bit more viable, but it would have to be done as part of a wider project. At the moment, it's just a hashtag um, that's got support on social media and nowhere else. So I, I, I'm not I'm not trying to belittle what they've done. And I think it's great that they've managed to like galvanize the support into doing something, but. Yeah. You know, this is this is step number one of ten thousand, and yeah, do, do, can I just come do on to what Mickey's saying? Have... I don't think I've touched on it yet at all. Um, without being disrespectful to the people that have set up the page and obviously done well and all the rest of it, I've got absolutely no faith whatsoever that anything's going to happen. Like I know it's getting backed by Ant and Deck and all the rest of it, but I just honestly I can't see anything happening. Like how many times have we sort of had this chat before? We've ended up back at square one. Like realistically, if people say put their season ticket numbers in, blah blah, say they're not going to renew, there's people that are going to take. That season ticket. People are <laughs> well, there's not a waiting list well, anymore. Well, currently, um, so at um, at quarter to twelve this morning um, of Sunday, um, the latest figures that they t- that if Rafa goes, we go tweeted was that um, three hundred and thirty eight season ticket match day ticket holders would go if Rafa goes based on the the uh, surveys uh, links that they that they posted, and six hundred and six fans would boycott Newcastle and Sports Direct shops. So. You think those numbers? It's very, I mean, it's obviously very early doors, but with those, ten thousand followers, I'm gobsmacked yeah. that that's all of that. Oh, that's all there is. Yeah. yeah. So, less than five hundred season ticket holders. You'd imagine, given that there's probably what forty four thousand season ticket holders at the minute, it's a drop in the ocean at the minute. I think. Um, I think, Mickey, I, I, I massively agree with you in that. It doesn't, to me personally, it doesn't mean loads yet because I don't understand. I don't know exactly what the crack is. I don't know what they stand. For. I don't know what they stand for. I don't know how they intend to reach that plan. I, I think that um, they don't know that themselves yet. I think they're just trying to garner support and see who is getting on board, so they can start having meaningful conversations. I think the, you know, the the involvement of Newcastle United Supporters Trust is crucial in this because they are a credible organization registered charity they're they're fa approved um at the minute this twitter account is faceless and they initially asked for 10 grand um as a 
as a crowdfunding. I think they've since reneged on that. So, I mean, fair play to them for listening to the, the criticism that they might have received for that. I wouldn't recommend anyone give money to something that they don't know where it's, where it's going, what it is. And, and you know, we probably want transparency if we, we don't know who these people are. What do they want £10,000 for? Exactly. Uh, An assortment of different things to get the message out there. I think marketing, advertising, maybe to produce some printed materials. Um, again, it's it's all very vague stuff. Um, I don't want to... We, we did actually ask them to come on this show, um, but they, they, they declined. That's not to say that they won't want to kind of, you know, speak publicly um, through this channel or any other channel in the future. But we did ask them to come on this podcast so that we can ask ask them the questions that we want we want answered. But I mean, I, I suspect that they don't know the answers to those questions yet, which is why we're all a bit in the dark. But I think ultimately, as Mickey says, it's it's the first step of many. But at least we've got to recognise that this is a positive thing. We might criticise the fact that they don't know what's happening yet or how they mean to approach things. But it's a positive step. It's something that has got the attention of a lot of people. And hopefully it can grow and manifest into something a bit more tangible with the likes of um, Newcastle United Supporters Trust behind it. Because I think if any any kind of fan-led initiative probably needs their involvement to get the wider exposure, to get the credibility that, that it's going to need it. And if it's if it's if it's out if if it's laid out exactly what money will help to achieve, then I think. They, they they can then be in their the right you know the right minds to then ask other people to to back a project um, that will hopefully raise awareness of how much we hate Mike Ashley at the club and how much we want him out. So I think to be fair, then that's what they've said they're going to do going forward is they're going to release specific fundraising goals and with you know exactly what they're going to spend the money on. So. They have listened. Yes, no, and I, and, and, and I imagine they didn't expect to have so many followers overnight. It was probably kind of on a whim of being like really angry. That's like, right, I've had enough. And yeah. you've got to respect that. And they've got some great support. I say support. They've had a couple of retweets off yeah. a couple of big accounts that, you know, in the big scale of things, as you mentioned earlier, it doesn't mean anything yet, but hopefully it can be the start of meaning something. So let's move on. Um, this might be a very easy question to answer but where does everyone stand on Mike Ashley Chubbs I'll come to you um, I think <laughs> <laughs> I'll stop myself I'll stop Pandora's myself. box yeah yeah, yeah. Um, he's kind of living a really sort of twisted sadistic existence owning this club it's gone beyond strange a long time ago I've got no idea what his what his interests are even financially to still be running the club um, he seems to quite like being hated or being in the spotlight sort of I don't actually understand how his, how his mind works but what I, what I think is that the hashtag is great but just going back with the hashtag is great it's catchy I'm glad that it's got support and that you know it's going somewhere but the hashtag needs to be boycott sports direct probably that needs to gather some steam and um, we need to make it like unlivable for him like there's so many times like he's done us over lied to the fan base which we can't really hold him accountable for because he actually does own the club. He can do what he wants. But there's so many times he's done it over and we've just kind of gone, oh, well, he's got Rafa Benitez now at Sound Eye. Well, I just forget all that. And that. We've got Rafa Benitez, Benitez now. And then we've gone back to the match of, well, not even protested. We've, we've carried on. And we just keep going back to square one. 
And I just we need rid, and it's been the same narrative now for eleven years or so, and it's just got it's got to stop. No, you're right, and I think I think that the crux of it there is that um, to, to to keep up this hatred, to keep up um, negative vibes, it, it it takes effort. Yeah, it takes time, and it's exhausting mm-hmm. for everybody. Mm-hmm. And we've we've you know we've gone through peaks and troughs over yeah. the last decade. It's it's fluctuated, and like you say, when my, McLaren got eighty million. Brilliant. Yeah, we're, we're getting, back. Some, we're getting yeah. some big players. These are all mint on football manager, yeah. so they'll be mint for us. Yeah. <laughs> um, when we've got Rafa Benitez to stay, that was a huge, that was massive. Um, and, you know, he deserves credit for getting Rafa in, but that does not mm-hmm. erase everything else that he's done since he's arrived. Yeah, yeah. And the fact that, you know, what you said there, I don't understand his motivations mm-hmm. as well. I think the only thing it has to be financially viable for yeah. him to be even be around. And mm-hmm. I think this global exposure of his of his brand is his favourite company, which is Sports Direct. It's not Newcastle. He rarely, barely gives a shit about Newcastle. Mm-hmm. It's a means to expose his business and he'll mm-hmm. get a bit of revenue through. And yeah, that's, so yeah. yeah. I, I think it's even, even like, um, just like mini versions of sort of him bringing back on us, forgetting about things. is like getting Kendi back this year. But again, it's on a loan, do you know what I mean? It's not, like we've sort of then all had a mini bit of joy and then we forget about things for a little bit and um, like Ki Sung Young and stuff. I mean, all the lads uh, in the podcast were sort of really happy about them coming in and stuff. And I was just like super negative. And um, I think that's because I don't like, obviously all the lads are like very clued up on football and live in a realistic world where he is a good signing for the club that we are considered by people who aren't from Newcastle for where we're at, for where we finished last season for the level of players that we've got in the club at the minute. He's a great signing. He's a great squad player. Do you know what I mean? He's got great experience, all the rest of it. I understand that and I get that, but life's short and I'm not excited at all by signing him and I just refuse to live in this world where we are that club because we're not. And you talk about taking your nephews to the game and all the rest of it. I mean, I've got like cousins and stuff and they think Newcastle is shit. Do you know what I mean? Like the best thing they've grown up on was like Denver Bar, which was, Kind of good, Papi C say good banter, but like, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like they've that's what they've grew, that's what they like in their childhood sat there played on FIFA with like that was their dream team. Do you know what I mean? We're so lucky that we grew up in an era where we've seen us like challenging for Premier League titles, we've seen us in Champions League playing against Barcelona and all the rest of it. I mean, even J- even Jermaine Jenas forgot that he played against Barcelona for Newcastle recently on BT Sport. We saw that. Do you know what I mean? Like that's that's how I see us as a club, and that, that's how I see us as a club like throughout the country and I mean before when we were sat talking I was just sort of scrolling looking at the Premier League table and I was sat there and Watford Bournemouth Brighton Wolves Burnley Cardiff aren't even from England Huddersfield Crystal Palace any of these teams like do any of these teams sound like even remotely or even from places that are more influential in the UK economy or like just tourism or anything, do you know what I mean? It's just not even slightly on our level in any way, shape or form. Yet we're accepting mediocrity and we've been accepting mediocrity for a long, long time to the point where we're absolutely buzzing off Key Sung Young sign. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, do you know what I mean? Like football fans get excited about like Ronaldo going to Juventus. I'm a football fan first, I'd have to say. Don't get excited about us signing Key Sung Young like in the slightest and like he's not the problem here all I'm saying is that's a complete microcosm of where we're at but where we're at now it's a sad depressing place to be we've had we should have made change a long time ago 
if this isn't the time when when it happens now for I'm not saying it's going to be off the back of this hashtag, but the general attitude in the fan base, I don't know when it will happen. Paul, I'll come on to you. Um, where do you stand on Mike Ashley? Um, obviously, in light of you know season ticket prices about to go over a big bump, how is that going to affect you? And how has Mike Ashley uh, shaped you thinking as a Newcastle fan over the last few years? Um, well, <laughs> it's just like every little, every little sort of modicum of sort of success. I say that in inverted commas. Um, I would say it's just paper over, over like cracks that have like glaringly been sort of uh, missed and not been sort of remedied. Um, in terms of uh, like of the season ticket thing, I mean. We're probably on a on a probably a par with where we should be, I think. But like, for him to be sort of, oh, we've got the biggest um, family enclosure in Europe and all that kind of stuff, and Lord and that, it's like, well, now you've just hit with with this like sort of price hike. Um, it hasn't affected mine this season, but it certainly will next, and it'll be like quite a jump actually. Um, I mean, ultimately, for a price hike, you expect to see. A better product. Well, surely. well, exactly that. I <laughs> rather I mean, than spending less on players, um, freebies, loan signings, yeah. cut price deals, yeah. of which Rafa's, in fairness, excellent really at, well, at, yeah. at, at seeking out. You look at likes of Florian Lejeune coming mm-hmm. in for less than ten million. He looks at a stupid piece of business. Um, even Marino, obviously, that didn't work out, but he picked him up for less than ten million as well. Mm-hmm. So Rafa has his networks to be able to to to, to take those awful restrictions at least to a level that other managers wouldn't be able to but there seem you know it seems to be a, a, a is it a kick in the face for season ticket holders and 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 goes to the to the games away matches as well that that they'll be paying more but they're not actually getting sorry less less the away matches in terms of prices but that they'll be paying more to go to St James's Park but you know half the players or in on loan or free mm-hmm. transfers yeah. out of contract, you know. Well, yeah, it's not. I mean, it's not even. Well, we've been rammed down the throat. And it's like, oh well, the, the gate receipts don't really account for much and all that kind of stuff. So, well, why are you hiking them? It's like <laughs> if it doesn't, if it's if it's, if it's inconsequential that that we're we're getting fifty two thousand in every week, then why are you putting the prices up? It's like and the shirt prices as well. The shirt, well, they're just among the, the, the highest in the in the, in the they're absolutely in the they're absolutely scandalous. I'm, I'm like I'm well. like you. I've never bought a Puma one. Um, it's just the quality is just not there. There's no time spent on it. It's not individual in Newcastle, and then just rehashing old shirts that are like you know evoking memories for people. Um, what was it? Someone said about the uh, the the burgundy and blue one. Obviously, the advertising, the background was kind of like. Pavel Sinachek and yeah. all sorts of old Newcastle stuff. It was almost patronising. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it was like it was. I mean, it was one massive admission, though, because like, it was Kevin. It was, it was no Kevin Keegan, though, was it? And like yeah. he was, it was the guy who managed that team. Mm-hmm. There was a Robson statue thing, but like Keegan's like just been slowly erased from Newcastle's history because yeah. of his obviously his relationship you can't with Ashley. One without the other, you yeah. can't. It's you just can't push mental. Kevin Keegan <laughs> under the carpet yeah. without trying to sort of like use nostalgia. To, to, to sort yeah. of evoke people, yeah. and I think get, people I guess, are, guess, get them to forget what's yeah. actually going on. Yeah. I think what people are forgetting about that shirt as well as what, what was mainly so iconic about it was um, the Newcastle Brown Ale. Yeah. In the front, really. And like now we're at the point where it's fun 88. I mean, I've got no beef with them, really. I just think that Chinese writing on the front of a Newcastle shirt is just so irrelevant. And 
I know I'm hot, I'm harping on about the product and stuff like that, which doesn't really matter about the team on the pitch, which is the ultimate thing. You know, you go and watch a team on the pitch and you forget about all the rest of it. But why are we forgetting about the rest of it? Do you know what I mean? You used to wear Newcastle United tops as a fashion item. Like, that that would bring the club in a lot of money. If you look at actually um, wider football economics, like, you look at the Nigeria shirt. So that's gone into, like, the realms of Depop and stuff where they, they sold out the Nigeria shirt, right? And it's now worth over 150 quid to actually just get one you have to buy it off someone that bought it when they're released you know when it go like all like sneakerheads and stuff like that how they buy yeezys or whatever and they enter a raffle to get these certain trainers and they'll never make them again that's happening like that was happening with it you couldn't buy an england top when we're through the quarterfinals do you know what I mean you couldn't physically get one like they couldn't keep up with the demand and we're sat here with just absolutely dog shy products like and ultimately those products have kind of the, the, the club's already paid for them essentially because they're licensed mm. out to those sports yeah, manufacturers yeah. so to not buy them now and i think it was a point that that alex made on the uh the patron exclusive uh true faith question and answers on friday uh, with norman he made a good point that maybe in the long term not buying shirts now might make it difficult for newcastle to negotiate a, a higher you know per season um revenue mm. f- deal but short term, they've already they, they already have that money. Um, mm-hmm. It's down to the manufacturers to then sell them, and they might get a small cut, possibly. Um, Mickey, I'll come to you. You might have you know you might be rehashing stuff that you've said plenty of times on 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 the, on the True Faith podcast. Mike Ashley, where do you stand with them as it stands? Well, let's just pick up on um, on the season ticket prices because that you look at the last eight years under Mike Ashley. That is the only thing that they've got right. The only one single thing that they've got right while they've been here has been ticket prices for Newcastle. It's been ultra competitive, one of the lowest in the league, really accessible for a working class area. You know, everything everything else has been shite that they've done. But that was really good and really positive and, and great to see in this area. And then out of nowhere, bang, 200 quid on the price of a season ticket. Mm-hmm. What? It's unbelievable that they, like, that they don't see that that's the one thing they've done right it's unbelievable that they think the average man in this area can afford an additional 200 pounds a year possibly times two three four if he's taking his family it's absolute bollocks but then mike actually doesn't see that as doing it right he's probably thinking ah oh, bloody hell i've I've lost out on loads of money here by yeah. not, not raising them earlier you know it should be more of an issue though people should be more annoyed about it i think you're right you're looking at it, it says here cost for cheapest um adult seat in newcastle is 571 pounds if you're on 16 to 20k like a lot of people in the northeast that is and you've got to take your kids that is an absolute scandalous price really it's a huge chunk of your salary to go and watch something that you're really really not happy with but to be honest, I mean, this is—it could almost be like be a wider point in the rising price of football and blame the Premier League and blame Sky. But yes, you you would you would stomach that a lot easier if they were investing well, that money exactly into the yeah. pitch and into and the I, team that you see on a match day. Because when you're there at the match, you do forget the politics. You forget yeah. the fact that oh, people will be complaining about Kennedy. Oh, well, he's he's not really ours. We've only got him on loan. When he's on the pitch on an attack, tearing down the left wing. You don't. You, nobody's thinking about him just being in on loan. You, all you care about is that he's on the pitch, giving us all for the club. So, and, and we we would we would we would take it if we if we thought we would take it a lot easier if we thought that we were actually they were on our side and 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 wanted to put, pump the money into the club. But Mike Ashley 
obviously doesn't want to do that and there's, there's there's no reason to suggest that he would ever change tack now so let's let's move on and let's say well right next steps what what do people want to happen next personally and to, to sort of give my response to the if rafa goes we go hashtag that doesn't mean much to me at the moment i think it's good that it's happening and i'd like to see where it's going to take us when it's not a faceless account when NUST might be able to get involved, we'll see what happens there. But ultimately, I'm not going to give up my season ticket because it's a huge part of my life. I love the club. I'm one of these daft people that will just go regardless. And I think it's times like these that we we need to support the team more than ever, you know. And I think this really has to be a, a, a sort of like two, two parallels at the same time. We need to give the team the utmost support that we ever can and put all of our energy into that, but also concurrently work on campaigns of how we can, and any sort of activism that is legal and not criminal, to get, to, you know, to persuade Mike Ashley that it's just not worth his while to stay around. But I'm, I'm going to continue to go and, again, Alex and Norman got into this in, in a lot of depth, and if you want to hear this, sign up to Patreon and listen to the Q&A um, podcast from Friday to get their views on you know a load of ways that we can possibly move forward and, and, and without having to boycott going to the game because I don't want somebody like Mike Ashley to dictate whether I should go to see my favorite club or not I don't and, and I know that I know that Chubbs you've had a, a difference in opinion on that in the past and and and, and again I, res- I respect where you're coming from and I, I you know we've got to take everyone's you know, point of view because I don't think in terms of Newcastle fan anyone is necessarily in the wrong here we're all being suppressed by the same poison so I will still go however that does not mean that the hashtag to me means that I will be happy to support any campaigns um, if I feel that it's a viable campaign and that it's going to cause some tangible damage to Mike Ashley and make him rethink his strategies so I'm on board in essence but I'd like to see what plans are in essence so what happens next? I would like to see, um, as Chubbs mentioned before, I think we hit him where it hurts with Sports Direct. I think your your hashtag boycott Sports Direct has more focus. Um, I think everyone can relate to it. It's more universal. It's not it's not restricted to to Newcastle United. You know, he's the, the, the you know the, the working conditions of of Shirebrook, for example. He's been pulled in front of politicians mm-hmm. on more than one occasion and it doesn't seem to affect him though it's like he seems to be like impervious to like being thrown again up in the courts and stuff like he's like on on Mike, Mike Ashley Island or something it's just like he's like Teflon isn't he? he's just unreal eh? um, and that's why it's like any action it's not about like oh we need 100 million for Rafa it's like we need him to re- rethink his position at the club we need him out and that's I think that should be the bottom line of so anything how, how do you lads think that we should sort of progress with this Mickey what what are your thoughts on what would you like you say this is you know step one of maybe 10,000 but at least it's progress what what does step sort of two three look like to you just to call you on something there um you said that we need to get Mike Ashley to rethink his attitude towards Newcastle we need him to leave we need him to leave it's enough, absolutely yeah. black yeah. and white um yeah. there's, there's nothing Mike Ashley can do now to, to rekindle any relationship with the fans of this club it's gone it's long gone um my next steps if I had any influence, which I do not. Um, 
it, is it just needs to be targeted at, at Mike Ashley and make his life worse. Sports Direct is the one thing that we can influence. And look at what Rangers achieved. He had his claws almost all the way into that club and mm-hmm. they forced him almost all the way out by targeting Sports Direct. What did they do? A whole host of different things. Yeah. So they they picketed Sports Direct shops. They gathered as much stuff as they could in the basket, took it to the till and offered a, a pound, which is what he paid for <laughs> what he paid for the rights. They they organized a campaign online to uh to block the website. They threatened to attend the Sports Direct AGM with busloads of full of people. Um which was had to be rearranged what six times six was times it? on it does. Um so there was a, a whole host of things and uh, see they're serious, we're not serious, you know. I'm I'm not being funny. We are not gonna do anything. Well we're that's not. that's what's different between what we what what I think and what most of us think needs to happen mm-hmm. and what is currently happening that a hashtag campaign on Twitter doesn't achieve any of that. I think obviously life short and people are busy, do you know what I mean? And I get it. Like and that's why we kind of end up back at square one all the time because we've well, got that's why we, That's got... why we're still here, isn't it? Like because yeah, yeah. nobody I'm does not saying that no but... one's got any life in Glasgow, but I'm, <laughs> saying, I'm just saying like I kinda get it, but like and I haven't really got time to go and pick at Sports Direct, but I certainly won't buy anything from there. Well we need to make time. <laughs> That's the that's the thing we need to make time. Effort it, it it takes effort and that's that's you know that people are going to have to put their own time into it and I think that's I can I do get the, the the sense that you know we've tried to do these kind of campaigns and protests before but it, to be honest I think the main problem is that these kind of things have always been really fractured and I think you know one group will come forward with an idea but then there's always another group that wants to do something in a different way and it doesn't get the full it doesn't get kind of universal support and i think again this is where newcastle united supporters trust can can kind of galvanize all these these smaller splinter cells if you will um and 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 form a sort of much larger conglomerate of fans who can all kind of you know it's going to be whatever the, the you know whatever the approach is. It's going to be um, a compromise on whatever you can't please everybody. I don't necessarily think that needs to be the case. Uh, you know, we don't need everyone singing from the same same hymn. She's we just need to be going from the same book. So if there's lots of different groups that want to do their own thing, as long as they're all targeting Mike Ashley as a person, legally, of course, we're not recommending anything else. As long as they're all making his life worse and making his life a headache to do in Newcastle United, then it then it. It only adds yeah. to the, to the think, pressure. Um, Steve Rafe said at the, at the talking that he, his idea was for everyone to, on a match day, obviously when everyone's already going to be in town centre, queue up at Sports Direct from the till all the way out, all the way from the street, all the way down, and just not buy anything when you get to the till because <laughs> they can't physically stop you from doing that. I, I think that's actually a really good idea. Yeah. Like, we should all be in there causing absolute havoc on a match day, just trying on shoes that are far too small for us like <laughs> should i mean so can i try on these three pairs of shoes in size six eight and nine but well, what size are your feet well does it matter <laughs> like we should be running their staff absolutely ragged like made it impossible for them to organize anything make any sales on the day of a match day every single time until he pies it because yeah. got, it's got something's got to change one thing that people are going to criticize with that approach and i agree with you completely is that it's going to make the staff's lives worse now, first point is... I don't think that life could be any worse working at Sports Direct. Mu- they must hate their jobs anyway because yeah. he's such a cunt and he makes his... He makes his I think it'll brighten up their day. I really do. Probably will. Number two, is that, yeah, that they don't care if Sports Direct makes money. None of them give a shit. They're not incentivized at all. They, 
you know they don't they don't even have a guaranteed hours contract like they, they don't mm. give two shits mm -hmm. if Newcastle's Northumberland Street store takes in £100,000 in a day or zero pounds yeah. they, don't, they don't care what Not it will at all. do is it would get attention it would yeah. get media exposure yeah, possibly yeah. nationally yeah. and that's that's what you want. Look, his profits are down something like six, seventy-four percent or something in the in, in the latest quarter. I hear that, but are they? Do you know what I mean? No, I, I don't. I don't know. I, I, see, I, 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 it's I, I, not I read my area of expertise. Yeah. This is just what no, I've yeah. read. I read into it and I just thought, but are they? Do you know what I mean? On like, paper, yeah. On paper, they're they're down. Is it? It's eighty-four. I think. It's not a sales team. It's Debenhams. It's Debenhams. I thought that last month. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So the Debenhams thing ultimately. He is not getting as much money as he would like. I think mm -hmm. is the is the is the general thing. That yeah, can yeah. only be a good thing. So, but mate, the man the man is a, like played a poverty on 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 national television. It's absolutely crazy. He's been on them and like I haven't got the money like like these other billionaire owners. It's, I'm not really a billionaire basically, and played a poverty that he can't just pour pour money into the club. It's absolutely crackers. Imagine working Which, for him on minimum wage. But, sorry, it's probably less minimum wage because he employs like 16, 17 year olds who can be on like four pounds something imagine being on four pounds something working 50 odd hour weeks with bloody silver link for him and then seeing him on telly pleading poverty that he can't pour money in the club but but is his is his wealth caught up in sort of assets rather it's than tied sort of up in ca it. cash rather yeah. yeah but don't even want his money and, yeah. don't want his money i don't want his money we want the club's, want the club's money because there's no way right that this club is not a profitable like everyone says oh he runs it like a good business what would you do when i go on about a sponsorship oh well you just give it the highest bidder wouldn't you well probably not do you know I mean? You'd probably look at the sponsor, who they are, what they can do for the club, how you can associate yourself with better brands, blah, blah. It doesn't actually run out like a good business. Do you know what I mean? This club has surely got to be self-sustainable and profitable. For him to claim that we can't spend it, I mean, what have we spent in the transfer window so far? Four million? Six million? <laughs> <laughs> and you've got Everton about to spend 50 million like on the Like a new tea lady or something. <laughs> <laughs> Paul, I'll come to you, mate. How, you know... What do you think the next step should be? How do you see it kind of... In your in an ideal world, how do you see this platform that has been created by If Rafa Goes, We Go, how do you see this being a force for good that can galvanise everybody and, and create something that's going to yeah. have an impact? Well, the, the Twitter thing's done one thing and it's got people talking, which is obviously, that's one step. Um, but it's about getting the right people talking as well. Um, like you say, if you haven't got Twitter, do you know this is going on? So any kind of action that's going to get some proper press in, involved, um, which, yeah, targeting the Sports Direct stores, um, that kind of thing, then that, that can only be good because that's going to give them a headache. It's going to give some, something to deal with. And uh, the more we do that, I think we might get somewhere. Um, but again, it's, it's it's just I think we we need to keep reiterating the point that it's not about trying to get money for Rafa. It is about getting rid of him uh, out of the club. Um, so it needs to be a sustained effort. It can't be just like one Saturday. It's like I know everyone loves a loves a pint before the match and stuff like that. So it is. A, it's a big thing. It's like because you're taking away the social aspect. Um, but like I mean, when, I mean, if you look at the 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 food bank there's people like volunteering that um and they, they they've regained on their sort of pints before the game and they're doing like a worthwhile thing well i think this is a genuine it's a worthwhile cause i'm not comparing it to like uh homelessness and and things like that but uh this is like a genuine it's getting it's getting your club back it's getting the the, the club that you that you fell in love with the one that that you you you, you sacrifice anything for um and trying to get that, and I think again, I think the new the next step is getting it out there. And like, 
there's when you, well, I knew about the Rangers thing because it it, it probably caused a stir, and that's what we need to do. It's not about uh, picking shots at each other and stuff like that. Oh, you're not as good as me because I'm doing this, and so it's like lads, we need to get together and lasses, by the way. But like, it's like one concerted effort and a sustained effort until it happens. That's what needs to happen. But it needs to be led with cohesion and clarity, and yeah, yeah. And I think it's it's difficult, isn't it? Because we want kind of to cause this stir now before it's too late, before the transfer window shuts. Because yeah. at that point. Rafa Benitez will probably make up his mind whether he's going to stay beyond May or not. But yeah. it's a kind of it's a double-edged sword at the minute because mm. we want to attract new signings at the minute. Looking at it from a short-term perspective, I appreciate yeah. we, we're, we're having to sort of go, go between long-term and short-term. Yeah. But would potential transfer targets choose us yeah. over other clubs? You know, they're going to have equivalent or better offers. All, all, the, tar- all the transfer <laughs> targets that we have, they're going to have equivalent or better offers. Yeah. When they see a club with fan unrest... Mm-hmm. You know, is, is that gonna is that gonna deter them? It happens on the continent all the time, though. You see, like, um, like the Lazio stadium was empty and stuff like that, and it's like they didn't stop them signing players and things like that. I know it's different, and it's a different sort of country and a different culture and all that kind of thing, but it's effective and it works. And you know, people kicking off and that it it does just catches attention and makes people think differently. Um, and that's what we've got to do. I, 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 see, I think it's already far too late for us to affect this transfer window. Yeah, okay. yeah, definitely. Yeah. Like it's far too late. They've already whatever they're, they're gonna do is already done. Like you know, they might come out. They might spend twenty million before the end or whatever. Yeah. But again, essentially, we're gonna be looking at tent with Rafa Benitez. This group of players with another manager doesn't get near the top ten. Um, Absolutely. Well, let, well, let's let's go. Let's get on to that, Chubbs, and I'll I'll, I'll I'll let you kind of continue. How do you see? A, the, the next couple of weeks going transfer-wise going and and what do you think because of the situation we find ourselves in with restricted mm-hmm. transfer budgets etc how do you think we'll do? I mean this is I mean I, I would much rather sit here and talk about this I want to sit and talk about tactics I want to sit and talk about the team I want to talk football I don't really want to be talking about the lads going in and trying on bikinis on match day to wind up sports direct you know what I mean that's the ridiculousness that it's got to yeah. like it's actually got that point like we're going to need to see those pictures <laughs> <laughs> Chest hair won't look too good. <laughs> Depends what you're into. <laughs> but yeah, um, I think that we might we might pop out 20, 20 mil, maybe up to up to thirty. But it's really in the the way the Premier League is looking. It's not going to make a huge amount of difference. Um, I think we've got a decent squad anyway. They're decent, like decent Premier League side. We're no more than that. This club thoroughly deserves European football. Like it simply does. Do you know what I mean? That is a long and short of it. That's what I grew up on. That's that's just a fact. If you looked at look at everything the way like we we influence the UK as a city, like we deserve to be in around the top six, seven, eight. Even you know Europa League would be fantastic. Like I don't think people realise like a lot of clubs take the piss out of Europa League. You ask a set of Geordies if they want to go to <laughs> fucking the Czech Republic on a Thursday night, they will be there. Like, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Definitely. They'll be there enjoying themselves. Like, and there'll be a canny few pints sold. Like, we would love that. Like, I just, that's where I want to see us. Um, I think Kennedy rips up most defences, regardless of who he's playing for. He's just that sort of player, do you know what I mean? He's just a bit of an animal. Like, he, he's going to be a... He's not really, you know, tactically astute or anything, but when he gets the ball, he's exciting to watch and he's yeah. just going to go past players. I mean, there's talk that uh, Richarlison, £50 million Richarlison is mm. a bit of a... Cup. You know, poor man's uh, yeah, Kennedy, yeah, yeah, really. yeah, yeah, that's, absolutely. That's, that's the talk I've heard anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Might be black and white, tinted specs on there, but I, I tend to agree. Like, I tend to agree. Um, 
I think that aside, I think we're very we're a competitive Premier League team, but we just deserve a lot more. Um, the other transfer targets I've seen, we're looking at. Maybe I'm not doing enough of my homework, but I'm not too clued up on um, like the left back from Bristol and bits and bobs like that. Mm. I mean, nor should I be that clued up on the left back from Bristol. To be quite honest, like <laughs> I'm a Newcastle United fan. Do you know what I mean? Like I shouldn't have to be clued up on Bristol's 24 year old left back who comes in as a backup for Paul Dummett. Like I shouldn't really be. Fair interested enough. in that um, but I think get you know sort of stable Premier League team I don't think we're anywhere any danger of relegation um, I just think there's a lot of jealousy looking over our neighbours fences at the minute of what other teams are doing and players that would probably much rather be here given the opportunity yeah and this um, is ultimately because Mike Ashley will not loan money against the guaranteed trans- TV money which is mm-hmm. how the likes of Fulham are spending 20, 30 million yeah. on players and, yeah. and Bournemouth can... Obviously, Wolves are in a bit of a different situation. Wolves are... That, that's They're in a decent situation. Yeah, yeah, they're and doing all right. You know, that's... That, that's but that's, again, again, they are... They're trying to fill that void of being the big club from sort of the Midlands, you know, around Birmingham. Like, mm. I mean, West Brom have never been that trendy. Birmingham City have been the, in the top life for a long, long time. Um, Villera are obviously disgusting by their nature. So <laughs> they're trying to fill... They're trying to fill that sort of like Midlands void where, and I think that's a good business prospect for their owners and stuff. I think they've done like, you know, it's, yeah. it's, it is decent. They'll probably, they'll be around a long time. Um, but yeah, I really think we, we need to step it up if we want to get any sort of excitement out of the fans or any hopes for top eight. Cool. Paul, how do you, how do you see the season going? Um, much like last, I think. Um, hopefully we've got the same highlights as we had in terms of beating the likes of Man U and Chelsea and Arsenal. They're just, um, they're just a given though, wasn't it? Well, of course <laughs> I. Fortress St. James and things. But, because um, like, I don't know, like, maybe without those results, does, does the season just look a bit average, so to speak? But, you know, I don't know. But, um, yeah, much the same. Um, I think, like you're saying, that there's, there's a lot of money being spent on players that, aren't worth what they're getting bought for um so, so maybe we're dodging a few bullets here lads <laughs> don't, no no i don't dress it up i'd, I'd rather we're going out there and trying and, and let's say the, these players that would that would do rate there's just, there isn't the uh, opportunities to come to newcastle because they it's not going to happen we're not competitive um you can sell them a dream and stuff like that but it's just like i know but such as just down the road is going to give us three times what you're offering and it's it's not going to happen. So second verse, same as the first for, for you. Yeah, for, I think for so. Rafa's second full season mm-hmm. in the Premier League I think, for Newcastle. But that's down to the, the talent of Rafa, to be honest. He's, he's keeping that yeah. squad afloat. Like I said, they're, they're, a decent, they're a decent squad, but without Rafa, it's like... I think that's half the problem, though, as well, you know, because effectively, I know we've got a, a bad run at the start of the season, but I think we'll go in and we'll get some good results and this will all be forgotten again. Because Rafa's got like got a plane. He papers over the, those yeah. cracks, as, again, you, as you mentioned before. Yeah. Again, the hashtag will be forgotten, the protest will be forgotten because people will be like, "Oh, it's Ari." You know what I mean? We're back at the match. We just we just drew a man new. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like it's we're back from same... all the politics. From, yeah, yeah. But from Saturday to Saturday, we're gonna be back to square one. Mickey, what are your thoughts on this season? We're we're getting to the point where the the immediate future in Newcastle is becoming an irrelevance. Um, it, the, there's there's far more important things at play than than how this season goes. First, if I if I look at it objectively, I th- I think we'll do roughly the same as we did last year. Rafa's got his playing as as far greater than the sum of its parts, um, which is which is great to see. You know, the the stuff on the pitch is so d- divided and opposite to what we've got off the pitch at the minute. It's it's difficult. Uh, it puts us in a difficult place as fans because you want to get behind those lads. Like those lads are trying their, their fucking hardest every weekend in training. You can tell 
And Rafa's in there six o'clock in the morning every single day. Hasn't been on holiday again. Hasn't been on holiday again this year to not sign anyone. Like it's, it doesn't sit that well with us to, to be doing anything in the ground for that, for that reason. Um, and you know you never you never know with a bit of a, a bit of money coming back from players which shouldn't be necessary, but a bit of a bit of sales and a little bit of money in the pot. Rafa buys a couple of good quality players. We can we can go up a bit in the league and, and finish ninth, eighth. I don't think we'll get Europe, and I don't think we'll we'll deserve Europe, and it will be a fucking waste of time anyway because we don't have the squad for it. But um, I love a cup run, like I would love a that. cup run would be nice. But I think you would need a, a higher calibre player, like you say, just in that squad to try and you know just get what over over the line. So a to speak. Yeah, yeah, something you can hang your hat on. But uh, I mean, personally, I think I'm very much of the same thing, and I think we'll probably do. Strangely, I think we'll probably finish below tenth, but I think we'll sort of overall do slightly better. Well, that makes sense. Mass more points, I mean. More yeah, okay. yeah, we'll be a lot more consistent. We, we won't lose think, the I don't think teams. we'll not win in in nine games, for example, right. things like that. I think we'll be, you know, Rafa found his formula the back in the last season, and he's adding a couple of players that will definitely, you know, I think we'll see a lot more from Kennedy that he, we've we've had him for preseason and that we have him for a full season, and he can feel settled, for example. So. I think we'll probably finish about thirteenth, twelfth, eleventh, but I think it'll be, I think it'll be a more cohesive season, and I think um, it'll it'll be progression from from those those that really good run from the back end of last season. Um, I still think for a time we will be in a relegation battle because we're we're standing still while everyone around us um, spends, and obviously price isn't necessarily indicative of talent and. Whether you buy a thirty million pound player that doesn't necessarily fit in the system, there's been plenty of that in, in other clubs as well. But I, I trust Rafa to get the best out of it. But yes, he would be papering over the, the cracks. But I think it'll be an enjoyable enough season um, that if this was Rafa Benitez's final season, then we could at least get some enjoyment out of. And but let's hope that's not the case. Let's hope there's a bit of movement. And I guess we'll just see what happens. Really. Um, I'm probably going to call it there. Um, I think we've got through a lot. I think there'll be a lot more to talk about um, over the coming weeks as we see how the transfer window uh, manifests itself and how the squad changes. I don't think there'll be loads of changes, but I think there'll be probably be a couple of surprises that you know might be able to get us at least a little bit excited. Yeah. Um, but we'll see. Maybe that's just my optimism. <laughs> um, Cloud of my judgment. <laughs> um, so Chubbs, Paul, Mickey, thanks very much for joining us. Um, if you haven't already subscribed to Patreon, if you're listening or watching this, um, please get on board, get access to loads of fantastic content by the whole team here. There's a lot of us and we work really hard to bring you new, engaging content that's, um, sometimes it'll make you laugh, sometimes it'll make you cry. Um, but we, 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 we really appreciate the fans engaging and we want a lot more of you on board as well. So for the price of, is a five or a month, just get on board, get on board patron it's on twitter at tf weekly pod and the links there with all the details and how to get on board thanks very much this has been the true faith podcast with me adam and we'll see you next time cheers this is the story of the one as a maintenance engineer he hears things differently to the untrained ear everything on his shop floor might sound fine but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping so he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand and he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.